And then, yeah, we finally have to tackle the do you pause your runs. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't litigated that yet. Good. Uh, Hello, and welcome to The Final Turn, an upbeat podcast about all things running. I am Keith, a 40-year-old currently running 65-ish miles a week and nursing a 161 consecutive days run streak. My co-host is Sean. Hit us with a line on your running resume, Sean. I'm Sean. I'm a 29-year-old, and I'm currently 10 days away from hitting my 2,500-mile goal. Uh, I've decided to make uh, December 19th my uh, my day that I hit 2,500 miles because it is my mother's birthday, uh, and figured I'd uh, think think of her as I cross this big milestone as it's her big milestone of, of becoming 65 and, and entering that uh, part of life. <laughs> Oh, that, that's warm and nice. Uh, what are you going to do for the 11 days after that? I'll probably still run. Uh, I think I'm going to try and go a little bit more, but like less, less, less on the, uh, less on the mileage, just kind of do it for the entertainment and not really have a goal when I go out. Yeah. Uh, you're breaking my heart. That means I can't catch you. <laughs> it's, that's rough. Uh, so today we're going to cover GPS watches, what they are good for, what they are bad for. And we're going to particularly take a look at what data screens we use during our runs. We're a new show, so we're eager for feedback. The way to do that is to email us at uh, thefinalturnpod at gmail.com. We'd also love a rating and review on whatever podcast app you use. So uh, let's get started. Sean, did you run today? I did. I did a 10 mile, uh, 10 mile loop around the city of San Francisco, uh, started just around uh, the Golden Gate Park here in San Francisco, and then went up uh, alongside the ocean and came back. It was a, a nice, easy morning run for me before I got to kind of a crazy day started for, for myself. Um, what did you take any pictures? This I morning? took a couple. Yeah, I took a Okay. I feel like every single time I see the Golden Gate Bridge, I think everyone in San Francisco does this. Like you just take a picture from like a million different angles. And even though I have a picture from this angle, I probably have 200 pictures from this angle this year alone, probably. But I was like, eh, it looked really cool. And then I took like a slow-mo of like the waves crashing into the beach this morning. I haven't watched it oh, yet. Oh, wow. So artistic. I, <laughs> I, find, I, I feel like I'm an artist at some point, but uh, I haven't watched it yet. So I'm excited <laughs> to watch it later today. Yeah, I mean, that bridge... I mean, it's the most famous bridge in the world. It's strikingly beautiful. And the way the city of San Francisco is set up is there's just so many different angles of it. It's I've, I've done a study of it myself. What about, uh, did you go for a run today? I, I hope. Uh, I did. I did, yeah. So today was 161 of my run streak. Uh, I went, I just did, I just went eight miles. It was not a very remarkable run in any way. I, I ran from here out to the bay and then along the bay and... And back. Yeah, I mean, this city is amazing for running. I mean, today we're, we're getting to like mid-December here and uh, the weather is still spectacular. Like I think it was 62 degrees. On my yeah, and it was today. like 68 degrees the other day. And I was, um, I, I called my parents back in the Midwest and like, they're like, oh, it's like a snowstorm coming. And I was like, I had to wear gloves outside. It was a little bit windy this morning, but it, overall. It was, oh, poor baby. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're so spoiled. We're probably putting off like 98% of our listeners right now. So yeah, let's move on. Okay, so the topic of the day is GPS watches. So do you remember when you got your first one or, or what sort of pushed you over the edge to, to get your first I one? I do. I was, it was 2017. So actually not that long ago. I was so against them for, I don't, 20, wait, 2017? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, a really yeah, long on. time. And I, I was in a running group at the time and- everyone had a running watch. And I was like, why do I need one? Like I'm running with you. Like you just tell me what my time is. And I, I think I always had this fear that like, it was nice. 
and relaxing knowing that I didn't care about my pace because, you know, it's every time I ran like in high school and ran a lot, like I would always care about my mile time, like every pace, like every mile had to be a certain time or like I had to get faster every single mile. So I just felt like it would actually make it worse. But what it really kind of the impetus for me to go out and like spend the spend the money was um, I got really bad at logging my miles. So I was like, okay, I need something that will actually track my miles without me having to do any work. So at the same time, I got like Strava and a and a, I got a Garmin at the time, and I really I I can't imagine like looking back and, and doing anything different. I've become kind of obsessed with it, and like it's become a part of like my daily routine and so many for better or for worse. Um, but it was so funny. You remember, I remember I got it and I wore the first time I wore it. One of uh, my running mates was like, "What?" She was like, "You're so <laughs> like every single time I bring this thing up, you're like so against it," and yeah. um. Yeah, I have, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like you were anticipating sort of moving to the dark side and like some of the negative impacts of yeah, that. I, but uh, yeah, it's like uh, it's like with e-readers, you know, like everyone likes the way that like the the page feels mm-hmm. when you read an actual book. But e-readers have so many advantages; you can get every book ever, like within thirty seconds. It doesn't um, weigh like and, five you know, pounds. They're, they're smaller, you have, like, right? Exactly. You travel or whatever. Yeah, it sucks. Like I, I remember logging my runs in a notebook, and I, I have some nostalgia for those days. But man, just having everything perfectly mm-hmm. in one place without a single thing missed is it's wonderful. It's super valuable. How, how long have How long have you been running with one? Like, what was what was your impetus to to go out and and take the plunge? Yeah, so I've been obsessed with GPS for a long time. I took a course in college. I'm going to sort of age. We, we know how old you here. are. You already, you already told us. Yeah. This, this must have been 2002 or 2003. I took this GPS course from uh, this professor who was actually one of the inventors of GPS. And actually, it was, you know what? It must have been the fall of, of 2001 because 9 11 happened. And then the professor left for DC oh, wow. and he was there for the rest of the semester. And uh, the rest of the course was taught by a TA. But I liked GPS even before that and then sort of learned a lot about how it worked during that time. And I don't know, I I go geocaching, which is this sort of treasure hunt where you get GPS coordinates and you can go look for stuff. So I've always been interested. And when I first started getting into running sort of in my mid-20s or started seriously getting into it, I was, yeah, it was like the first thing. I, I think I got a GPS watch before I really maybe should have. And... uh and it's sort of a bummer, like Garmin at some point, there's there's some point be, before which you can't see old Garmin data. I, I don't know what, oh, what happened there, but yeah, it's sort of a bummer. It'd be really interesting to see like some of my early runs in San Francisco. But yeah, I mean, I, I was sold from the start. The benefits are, are, are pretty obvious. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've had basically every time Garmin releases a new forerunner, I get it. Oh, interesting. Uh, which which one are you on? Yeah, they so, just did like seven forty five, oh, right? Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's sort of in between. They're going to release a nine forty five, mm. and I'm I'm going to wait for that. And I don't know how long I'm going to be waiting. There's I don't know if you've seen. There's like these forums online where people discuss. They like go into the firmware patch notes and like. <laughs> They, they decompile the firmware and look for like the appearance of certain codes to try to guess when like Garmin's going to release a new unit. Anyway, it's ridiculous, but yeah, I'm waiting. Interesting. Um, so, all right, 
How often do you run without your GPS watch? Never anymore. It's if you don't run with it, like you're missing out on so much. Like I there a a, a little while ago, I traveled home to to see my family, and I forgot my charger uh, when I came back, and it was this like I had a mini heart attack when I went to go charge my watch, and like I was like, oh, I'll just charge my watch. Like I just got back from the flight, and I didn't have my charger, and I texted my mom. I'm like, overnight this thing, like I will, like I will pay whatever. I don't, I don't care because like they didn't have any in stock on Amazon or whatever it was. And luckily with Garmin, the, the battery life is so good. For some reason, it took like four days to ship to San Francisco. And on the day that it arrived, like that's when my watch died. Um, <laughs> right before right be- the wave of panic was going to set in. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, so, yeah, I've never I, was, had, yeah, I, I, I think since yeah. the three years that I've had this thing, I've never I've never not run with one. What do you think you would do if confronted with a scenario where, I don't know, maybe you stepped on your watch or it, for some reason through irresponsibility or a charger breaking or whatever, you know, your, your watch isn't charged? I would, I would probably just use my phone. Uh, I still, hmm. so okay. I still run with my phone. Uh, okay. You're, you're dodging the question. Though. Oh, <laughs> your, your phone, there, there's been a global there's a global blackout that affects only you. So everyone else is still going to be accumulating their data normally. Only you, you cannot for this day. I, I would still go out and run. I would, I'd be pretty sad about it. And like, I'd find a way to like, up, like manually upload some data to Strava or whatever. Maybe I just like going to like Google maps and like map something out and be like, I know I'm running this distance and then take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess Strava, I guess all the tracking apps allow you to manually add untracked miles which is kind of cheating but that's you know that's another well it could be cheating right like i know you wouldn't because (laughs) you're just as neurotic as me about this but uh yeah there was a there was actually a gap in my sister's run streak on strava and i got all excited and messaged her and she was like oh no my apple watch wasn't uploading properly and that's a whole nother story. I know. Of, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I know. I knew there. Were, I I knew that if she if she stopped, I, she would have mentioned it. So, my my hopes were. There, I figured there's like a five percent chance that she was trying to sneak one past the goalie. But have have you have you run and uh, the the many years that you've had one now? Have you ever like run without it? Gosh, I can't remember a time. I mean, I'm I'm so obsessed with collecting the data that. I hate running indoors because of this. I've probably run on a treadmill 10 times in the last 10 years, maybe. Like I I haven't in the last three years. The last time I did was, I guess it was around three years ago is when the wildfire smoke here was so bad. I went to a a gym and ran on a treadmill. But, and then when I travel, I bring like three charging cables and (laughs) gosh, yeah. I just feel so, I feel so, I actually, I don't know how I would feel. I, I think I would feel just completely naked without it. Like, what's the point of even doing anything without, without, without my, without, without the data? It's, uh, for years I wore a Fitbit and when that thing ran out of batteries, I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to stay in bed now. Like what's, what's, what's the point? Um, and, but I mean, okay. So this sort of like gets into the next thing, which is, yeah, like how, 
has the GPS watch improved your training? And yeah, I'll just sort of segue and go first here. I, I mean, I'm so driven by the data and seeing the self-improvement mm-hmm. and running is such a, it's such an individual sport. And one nice thing about it is it pays you back what you put into it. I mean, you have to be careful and not overdo it and not get injured, but you can see progress over time and, you know, Strava and the other sort of GPS collating apps give you all these visualizations that that show you how you're getting better. And, you know, it's it's one of the few things in life that, you know, really like what you put into it, you get right. out of it reliably. Mm-hmm. And I really like that about that and collecting the data and seeing that manifested is, is a huge part of the sport for me. Yeah. And it's a good way to like, you know, you, it's, it's an easy way to see, Hey, how have I been doing in the past? And like, how can I improve on that? And like, it's a very good way to like, it's, it's been an, it's been a nice way for me personally over the past three years to say, Hey, this is what I did last month or last year, or this is what I did in this workout. And it's very easy to compare, like, hey, am I getting better or am I getting worse? And like, how can I improve? Like I would have never gone after this 2,500 mile goal if I didn't have like a watch or some way to track it. Like before, you know, I, I got serious about running again about three years ago, like really when I got my watch, because then I could actually start comparing my previous runs and, you know, looking at how much I've been running, how fast I've been running. But for several years before that, like after, after high school, I kind of just went and casually ran. Like I would just go out and run. And I wasn't really setting any goals for myself. Like sometimes I'd be like, okay, I do want to do a 15 mile run or I do want to do a 10 mile run. But other than that, I was like pretty just, just doing things. I was just going out there to run and go through the motions, but it's truly helped me like very similar to you is set these goals and, and like, you know, feel motivated to achieve them because it's like this direct feedback of like, if I go out and run today and do this, I will probably get this benefit out of it. Um, and that's been like the best part of it. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just nice to have all these different goalposts that I can, I can keep incrementally moving a little bit forward as I, as I go through. Um, I think also GPS watches might be terrific for beginning runners because mm. the progress they make early is, is pretty, it's pretty awesome. I'm actually really jealous <laughs> of people who are just getting into running. They're like, yeah, I like cut a minute off my mile time. I'm like, a minute. That's, a, that's unbelievable. Congratulations. That's great. Keep yeah. it up. And uh, but yeah, like, it, yeah, I think for beginning runners, it's, it really does. I really find that my watch nudges me in the right direction generally. I mean, we can get to like sort of the negative aspects in a minute here, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a motivating force that it's hard to even imagine running without it. Yeah. And like, you know, what they say is if you don't, you don't know where you should be going if you don't know where you are. Right. So it's a great baseline of like, I think I want to go out and run 50 miles this week, or I want to run 50 miles this month. But if, if you don't do a good job of like logging that, you know, in a spreadsheet or some other place, um, you don't really have that baseline to really know like where you're going to go. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer of like, Hey, we have all these grand plans, these goals, these motivations, but if you don't know where you're at today, like you can't really set yourself up for success and you can't measure yourself along the way, which has been yeah, uh, just the, the best part about it. Um, yeah. All right, so let's let's turn to the dark side here. How how do you think having a GPS watch has made your training worse? It's uh it's maybe more neurotic. Um it has when I first got a watch, I then knew actually how fast I was running. Like before I was like I don't know, maybe I'm doing like this yeah. this pace, maybe yeah. I'm doing that pace. Like I don't know and I don't really care. But all of a sudden when I got my watch, I literally every single mile that I ran, the next one had to be faster. And by the end of my runs, I was, 
I was tired. I was like very tired. Like it should be like a long run, easier run. But I was so neurotic about like having to go faster and beating that time. And then the next run, I do the same route and have to be faster and have to be faster because now all of a sudden I have all this data. I know exactly like there's no if and or but. It's not like I went out at nine, I got back at 9.53 and like that was a 51 minute run with stops. Like it's like, no, that was a 51 minute and 22 second run. If you'd run 50, 51, 23, like you went slower. So it actually really hurt me. Um, and I think part of it has driven me to some of like the little injuries and things that I have is because it's just like, it pushes me, but it like sometimes pushes me like longer. And now that like, I'm like, oh, I'm out for eight miles. Like, let me just go nine because I know that I'm doing nine versus like before I'd be like, this feels like an eight mile run, like whatever, I'm going to go home. Uh, it's, yeah. it's made me more neurotic and like, it's better for worse, but it's, it's, it's been hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the amount of negative self-talk that I generate as I sort of like look at my watch mid run is, is not great. <laughs> and it is really hard, particularly on my, you know, quote unquote, easy days to, actually take it easy because I can look at my watch and I can be like, oh, well, last time I did an easy run, I ran at, you know, 745 pace. And, you know, today I'm at 803. Like I better step it up a little bit here. And that is not the point of easy runs. We'll, we'll do an episode on that at some point. But yeah, it's, it's really hard to ever have a situation where I'm not moving the ball forward a little bit. I, I sort of worry that I'm not doing anything. And so it's really hard to do controlled training if you're hyper competitive with yourself because the watch <laughs> holds you accountable in every moment there's you can't you know and and I've read about people who do their easy runs without their watches and stuff and that's probably something if I wanted to like get to the next level in my training I need to either figure out a way to knock it off and like not look at my watch while I'm doing mm -hmm. easy runs or or runs where where distance and pace aren't as important or not bring it because yeah, at least for now, I don't seem to be able to to not constantly take a look and see how yeah, I'm doing. It, it took me honestly until I think this year or like late last year to to be okay running uh, above seven minute miles, um, which got like really bad. Like I remember, like people would like in the running group and stuff would say like every time you run alone, like you're just like it's like 630 it's like 640 every mile like when do you ever go above seven let alone like eight or something like that i'm like if i run with someone i will happily do that but like that's because i'm like having a conversation i'm like you know trying to enjoy the group and the, and the company yeah. but if i'm by myself it's just like i have to keep pushing and pushing and it really took me until this year to just accept that like a long run and an easy run is supposed to be that like it doesn't you don't have to kill yourself or just like feel like this like huge sense of accomplishment um in terms of time every time you go out and run which um i've been it's it's i, I like it kind of goes into like the strava piece but it's like hey like we've matched this run with the past 50 times that you've done this and you look back at like 2018 or whatever and you're like oh like why couldn't i do it? I, I know i can do it i just like why didn't i do it today yeah 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 i mean yeah, we're making GPS watches sound like the the Antichrist here, but <laughs> I, I think the net benefit. I mean, I, I know you agree, but yeah, the net benefit it like far right. exceeds the the downside right. of it. And um, so <laughs> yeah, okay. So let's we actually have like a, a bunch of like sort of short, cute things to talk about GPS watches, but with the like one main topic left, the one big topic that I want to cover is what G what screens do you use? 
on your watch. So, all right. So, you know, there's a bunch of different GPS watches, like the, the two or the three most popular brands, are probably the Apple watch, the, the zillion Garmin devices, and then maybe Sunto or maybe Fitbit or I don't, I don't know. I don't know who is that right market share, but I think like Sunto probably for runners is, is more popular. Yeah. And they all give you the ability to change what data they show you during your runs. And I thought it would be interesting to talk about what what you look at and what you don't look at. And yeah, so so go well, ahead. I'll say this. So I recently purchased an Apple Watch, uh, more for my personal uh, non-athletic use, but more for like kind of the day-to-day. And I've gone on a few runs with it. They don't really let you customize the watch face on the Apple Run app, which is one of the main reasons why it's one of the main reasons why I don't use it to run. Like even on my easy runs, like there's there's a lot of other we, there's ten thousand episodes and minutes that we can talk about this, but um, that's why like, I still use my Garmin is because I can customize the screens and I can have more than one screen. Um, so for me, like I my main screen is like I just look at my distance and time. Those are probably like, the two most important things to me: like distance, time, and like uh, my current pace. Which Garmin does actually a really good job. I think I think they've gotten very good at like showing you your current pace, which is really helpful for like tempo runs or if you're just trying to have an upbeat mile or obviously like, you know hitting on the track or whatnot. And then total elevation. Um, ever since I moved to like this part of San Francisco, I run elevation much more than I used to when I lived in a different part of the city. And it's always just fun to see like how much I've climbed today. And it's just watch that tick up as yeah, you go. Like, yeah. But it's also going back to like what makes you frustrated. It's like, wow, I just climbed that hill like. Why was that only like 75 feet? It felt like 500. Um, yeah. So I look at that. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I typically look at that. And then like the, the next screen that I look at, like relatively like more frequently on my run. Okay, hold on. So your so your main screen is distance, time, current pace, and total yeah. elevation. What, what is, what is your, okay. we should go screen by screen. What is, what does yours look like? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So, I mean, uh, I mean, it's a little tricky. I have, Okay. The screen that I aspire to be able to look at first is current pace, lap pace, average pace, and distance. So let me go through this. So current pace is the same as yours. It's I, I think it's like what your pace has been the last 10 yeah. seconds or something. Lap pace is what it's been for the last mile. You can set laps to be different distances, but I have it set to be mile. Average pace is your pace for the whole, the whole thing. So... Um, well, okay. And then the last one's distance. That one's how far you've run. Uh, the issue, the reason why I don't look at that is because I obsess with it. So I normally don't allow myself to look at that until like the last third of my runs. And if I notice that I'm at say 730 pace, or let's say I'm at like 734 pace and I know I have like the last third, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this down to, you know, the 715 or whatever so that I can get under 730 for the thing. But if I look at that the whole time, it just, I, yeah, that's, I, I obsess over I it. I actually took it off my screen because I completely took it off. All of my screens was my average pace for the whole run specifically for that. Um, because I'd look at it constantly <laughs> yeah. and I'd be like, okay, like the last two miles have to just be like, like almost like mile repeats or like a, a very upbeat tempo. Um, right. Where now what I do to supplement that i actually do the math i'm i'm i've gotten pretty good at mental math Yeah, you said you have distance right yeah so i do the mental math in my head for like i'll take like you know a little bit of time be like okay i'm like a 720 735 or whatever that is even like 8 eight thirty, and i'll be like oh i really want to go like sub whatever today so i'm like oh gotta go but at least like i have yeah. to take the mental effort to do it so um, yeah 
Yeah, and that can be a little bit meditative and therapeutic in itself. Okay, all right. So screen one, I mean, we're... Okay, well, okay. And then the screen that I actually look at, because I don't trust myself to look at the one that I want to look at, is uh, current heart rate, lap heart rate, average heart rate, and time. And I don't even know why I look at those. Heart rate data, we'll do an episode on that at some point, but... I don't know. Sometimes I like to corroborate that the effort I'm feeling matches up to to my heart rate. And time I use as a proxy for distance because I I know about how far I've gone based on time. Do you typically, so I know there's there's like two trains of thoughts here. Do you typically run for distance or do you run for time? uh, Distance, always distance. Yeah. I used to, in high school, I did, we did time quite a bit. Um, So be like, oh, let's go out for 60 minutes. Let's go out for 45 minutes. And yeah, we just like I have I ever since high school I haven't done that. But I know like people are just like I'm gonna go out for a 30 minute run and whatever I do to get there. Yeah. Um for me, well, it, it become it became distance, but like earlier this year I would go out for like I just want to like burn X calories. And I know if I run this amount of time, like that will burn that much ca- that many calories and it's an easy run. So I would do that. Mm-hmm. Um but now I've just gotten so adjusted to like, okay, I know that five miles gets me this many calories and like that's what i want to get burned today so i feel okay yeah because uh, that could be a long run and that's yeah. what i do but like the, at the first point it was actually time as that proxy huh running by calories is actually an interesting i never thought about this but running by calories might be good because if you go slowly that's fine you're still going to get the calories you just need to run a little bit more and it, it might help in stopping myself from like just obsessing over distance or pace. Huh. Depends what you're going to yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends on what the, the goal of the workout is, but if it's like an easy day and you're just trying to get out there. Yeah. Anyway. Um, do you do something different when you're doing a track workout? No, uh, I think cause like my main, I typically, I'll look at like my main screen most of the time because it's the, if we do a track workout, obviously we know like how many laps we're going to do. So I don't really care about the distance because like, you know, the whole thing of like GPS on a track is iffy, but you know, 400 meters is 400 meters on a track. It's pretty straightforward. Um, I'll like look at the time, like every like lap or so. Like I just like look down at the time and what would be nice is I probably should have like a single screen for the time because it's bigger, right? Like, so it's easier to see and you don't have to think about it. That's exactly what I do. Actually, I have lap time. And last lap time. Oh, that's nice. And yeah. That's it. And I used to have heart rate and like other things on there, but it doesn't, you know, I feel like seeing heart rate when you're doing a track workout is bad yeah. news. Like, cause if you see it's too high, it's like, oh my God. Psych yourself out. And if you see it's, yeah, if you see it's too low, well, if it's too low, I know it's just like an issue with the wrist heart rate thing. But uh, yeah, it, it's just nice to just have lap time. And that's really all you need because you know the distance because you're on a right. track. And I have, I have, yeah have you ever like i have one for like my elevation so it has like on uh garments it'll show like a little map of like your elevation gain over time it just looks cool <laughs> i always like to kind of, like cool. go up and like, come back down <laughs> yeah i i usually yeah. look at it after my runs but it's like nice to have there if i'm just like hanging out at, like a stoplight or something like that i'll just be like hmm what is what is my map what yeah. is my uh my elevation map look like yeah today? no it, it's cool drawing stuff with gps both elevation wise and two-dimensionally on the map uh, I actually have one last thing on here for like my screens. I don't know if you can do this on your Garmin watch, but I can do navigation on mine. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I'll have the course. Oftentimes when I do a new trail run, I'll upload it to my watch and then it's great. I mean, I just look at the watch to know turn by turn directions. And then 
I can also it can also show you an elevation profile. So it'll show you it'll show you the elevation for the whole run. And so you'll see like a few peaks and a few valleys, and it'll show you where you are at any given point, like on that elevation chart. And it's useful, especially when you're doing a new trail run that you don't know, because you can see, oh man, I'm, I'm just, just getting into it here. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, uh, remember that one time we went on, you, you had that uploaded on your watch and then you took us completely off course, like four times and you got my brand new, uh, orange shoes completely, uh, full of nope. mud. <laughs> I don't, I do not. Recall. I'll never forget that. I was, it was day one. I was like so excited to get my new pair of like my shoes. And then they just got completely, they were just, You're just giving them, gives them some character. You know, it's like when somebody has a scar on their face, it's like, man, you know, that, that person's been through some should, stuff. It should happen on like the fifth run, not like the first run, the brand new, the brand new <laughs> shoes. Okay. I, 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 I apologize for this 87th time. Please, please accept this, this formal apology in, in digital form. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, did you did you have anything else you wanted to say? About no, screens? I mean, I, it's funny. I like I have all these like, kind of customized screens that like I sit in bed and I play around with. But when it comes down to running, like the actual run, I look at the one screen. That's it. It's like I love. I want the ability to have more data at my on my wrist when I'm running, but I actually never look at it during during my runs. It's it's pretty, um, pretty pretty standard. But like, what about like? when you're not exercising, like, what do you are, do you, one, do you wear your watch? And like, what do you, what do you look at? Um, I track steps and flights of stairs and I try to get 18,000 steps every day and, uh, 20 flights of stairs. Nice. Do you, do you set your goal? Do you have like the, on, cause I know on Garmin's it's, uh, it has kind of that, uh, what, what is it called? The ever dynamic, dynamic goal. Thank you. Yes. No, the dynamic goal is moronic because, okay, sorry, maybe that was a little strong. I, I dislike the dynamic goal because every time you meet your goal, it bumps up your goal the next day. So, I mean, definitionally, unless for the rest of your life, you walk more every single day. Uh, you're never going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, where does that end? Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I know there are some crazy people who get like 70,000 steps a day, but that's not on my my short list of, yeah. of things that I want to do. So, um, yeah. Okay. So I have a bunch of like sort of quick hitters here. Let's try to keep like each one of these to like a minute or less. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Do you finish your runs on even or round miles? Uh, like, do you try to stop at like nine point zero zero or? No. Whatever? So I am very specific about most. I try to make all of my runs end at on point two one. So I, or if it's not 0.21, it has to end on the last digit. The hundredth digit has to be a either one, three, seven, or nine. I hate even numbers and I hate five. Um, so it has to be okay. one, three, uh, seven or nine. It's a really long story. Um, I have this, like how I like learn mental math as a child, um, like highly correlates to like my obsession with odd numbers and not five. Uh, and like all these okay. weird things. So it's, it's very specific on, on those. Okay. Just to, just so I can understand the extent of this uh, obsession. Can you, what happens in a race? Like when you crossed the finish line at the Boston Marathon, we were like, oh man, like I got to go another <laughs> two 100s. I, I would, like, I would, I'm so stop. dead at that point. I'm just like, whatever. Okay. It's, okay. All right. So this, this is, this is like a 95% of the right. time, not 100% yeah. of the time. Okay. All right. Do you? Uh, no, I do not. And I need to be careful not to start because I know that if I do like I, my personality is such that, okay. Do you pause your runs while running? 
I do. I, at, at stoplights and everything. That's like. Should we say what that means? Yeah. Okay. So when you go ahead, you would explain. Yeah, like when you when you get to a stoplight or a stop sign and it's it's red or you need to wait, like do you p- hit pause on your watch? And I do. Um, the nice thing about having the Garmin and the the physical buttons is it's really easy. I know for like folks, one of the biggest gripes with Apple Watch is like there's no like it's two buttons to pause it and like not having the mechanical buttons is kind of a pain, but um, yeah, I, I pause it cause it's, it's real. Um, I, I see, I see your, uh, I know you know, I, I, I disagree. I look, listen, okay. Let's say you run an eight minute mile, but you paused at a stoplight for 30 seconds. What, what pace did you run that mile at? Eight minutes. No, you did not. No, it was eight thirty. But you're not running. That's the thing. Like you're not running. You're not. You're but not you're but you're recovering. Like it, when you run a marathon, you don't get to run a hundred meters. You know, twenties whatever sure. many times you need to do it. I give you and then rest in, rest for a minute in between. But each it's one. not your fault that there's a red light. Well, you should have set up your course differently. All right, let's move on. This is this is we we could. We've been through this. Yeah, our listeners don't know this, but we've already had this debate for like five plus hours <laughs> over the course of zillions of runs. So, um, okay. When you're running, how often do you look down at your watch? Usually it's like every lap when my when my watch vibrates, I take a look at it. Or, and maybe like if it's a, if I'm like trying to hit a certain pace for a mile, I'll check it like once every, like once a mile maybe. But most of the time it's just every mile. Um, I, I'm pretty, I'm, I've gotten better at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I intentionally don't show myself current pace, so that's part of it. But yeah, I look, I have my watch auto laps every, every mile. So I'd probably check to see what I did for the last mile, but I'm pretty careful not to obsess while I'm going. If I'm doing a track workout where I'm trying to hit like a certain pace or something, of course I look, but yeah, generally I don't. I've run with people who look really often, like I'll notice them looking every 20 seconds, sometimes even more often than yeah, that. I don't, and what, I don't know why. Like Maybe they're <sighs> hitting a certain pace yeah, and they really want to make sure they're on track for it. Like I, f- I feel like when I'm in a race, I will check it more often, right? Um, well, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> seconds matter. But that's, that's sort of, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a different situation. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm being too hard on my running partners and I need to... <laughs> I think for long runs, I I don't see it, but I think for like, if you're obviously doing track workouts or you're doing a workout or a race, obviously I think it's, you know, I don't know, a few times a mile maybe. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Last question. This is, this is, this is crucial. Uh, Do you wear your watch on your left wrist or your right wrist? My left wrist. Okay. And you you are right-handed. And my, uh, my Garmin was giving me like, eczema or something i don't know my, my skin was getting like really dry i was getting a rash and my wife was like wear your watch on your right wrist like it, this is getting bad and i'm like it's yeah, so uncomfortable yeah. and i just like lived with it until like i put like started using lotion uh, what do you do are you aware that most watches are designed to be worn on on your left hand so like the the ergonomics and everything is is designed for right-handed people i'm a left-handed person oh i did not know and interesting yeah, uh, I mean it's one of the most interesting things about me. Uh, the uh, listen, it is hard being left-handed for a lot of reasons, and uh, yeah, watches being designed for be- being worn on the left hit- wrist by right-handed people is is one of the many things we're afflicted with as 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 left-handers. So, do you, do you put yours on the left? 
No, I wear it on my right um, just because it feels weird on my left. And like, I can't remember the last time I picked up a pen or pencil, um, but presumably like writing and like having your wrist sort of fold back a little bit and like touching the watch would be annoying. I haven't done that in, I don't know, a decade or something. But yeah, uh, yeah I think that's why people wear it on the opposite wrist. Huh. Um, well, you have anything else you want to add about, about watches here? No, no, I think it's, you know, it's... Uh... You know, there's there's so many things that you can go into of like, oh, what's the best watch, Garmin versus Apple versus Suunto and Fitbit. But, you know, those are all for different episodes and everything. I think, you know, there's there's the, the balance between like for physical activity versus personal life and all these different pieces. But, you know, I think as we talked about, right, the most in general, like I think they're having some type of like running watch be with GPS, which most of them have today. And some way to track metrics is obviously a very positive thing. Like there are some negatives of like you become too competitive with yourself and get down on yourself. But overall, the positive um, really outweighs the the negative. And like I said, it's been three years and I, I haven't looked back and I, I've become more obsessed with them in the past three years than I ever thought I would. Yeah, I don't remember when I got my first one, but it's been a lot more than three, probably closer to 15. Uh, I'd be interested in looking when the first Garmin uh, running watch came out, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost universally a positive for me. And I especially suspect that for beginning runners, it could provide like a nice nudge mm-hmm. to like, I think for beginning runners, there's like this, there's like this sort of hill you have to get over. And like, once you've gotten over that hill of doing like, you know, maybe, you know, three runs, you know, in, in 10 days or something, you know, you sort of establish that, that you know, you're sort of a runner now, like once you get over that hill, it gets a lot easier. And I think a running watch might help people get there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think they're great for all levels. I, my last thing is I think, uh, I remember I worked at Best Buy back in the day in, in high school. Um, and I think like 2006, 2007 was when they kind of like first came out or when I first kind of like knew that they were a thing. So maybe around that time. I was uh, declined. I was turned down for a job at Circuit City once. This was the summer after I graduated with a master's degree in computer engineering. And I applied to Circuit City because I was I couldn't find a job. I, I had some other issues at that time, but they turned me down. That was that was <laughs> that was a low. And then I boycotted them until they finally went out of business. And now you know why they did. <laughs> I worked at Circuit. I worked at Circuit City before Best Buy. So, oh yeah. wow! Well, I, I didn't realize you were in such. I was, I was in high demand. I was in such elite company <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So that's a wrap for this episode of the Final Turn. We hope you're enjoying it as much as, as much as we are, but if not, or even if so, we'd love some feedback at thefinalturnpod at gmail.com. We really appreciate the support and we hope to have you back for our next episode.